You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Oh, guess what day it is? Guess what day it is? Huh? Anybody? Mike, 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 Mike. What day is it, Mike? <laughs> Welcome to Earth Station One, a weekly podcast dedicated to all things sci-fi, fantasy, and much, much more. Sit back and relax and enjoy the show. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Earth Station One podcast. We are back again, and we are going to be looking at how we did with our summer movie picks. It's an annual tradition we always have had when, you know, after we've gone through, reviewed the movies, we've got to go see tons of movies, stuff that we even didn't even talk about, and we often have egg on our face for this one so it's going to be interesting to see which one of us have picked and which ones we didn't pick and you know did we go to the danger zone no not one of us picked that one who knew who knew as we like to say but it's going to be a lot of fun to talk about it of course with me the man who always has egg on his face mr mike gordon is here howdy Ah, uh, somebody got hit with the con crud. I did, I did. Uh yeah, I'm uh I'm I'm a suffering bastard. Um but uh yeah, it's at least it's not like, you know, at least it's not the covid. So, oh, thank God. Uh, thank I know God. that a lot of people made it out of Dragon Con uh or didn't make it out of Dragon Con without that yeah, little I was going to say take home gift. One. It's um, like here's your so... parting gift. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, yeah, even though I was wearing my mask the whole time and, uh, you know, doing what I should do, I still got the crud. So, um, well, well, that just means, that just means more rest for me. Exactly. Well, it's also truthfully, and no offense, you were working your butt off at your table on top of doing the panels you were doing. So you were, you know, equally worn down from that, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, it was a physically stressful convention, uh, more so for me than usual. So I think that's had a, that was a big factor as well. Mm-hmm. I'm sure, I'm sure. And the weather didn't help. It went from being really, really hot, and then it went to rainy and stormy, and then really cool for a little bit. And then the muggies came back. So <laughs> it was it was fun. Hot, cold, hot, cold. You know, it's just a recipe for people to get sick. You know, it's... And, you know, you also had the rain in the Hilton. So that was a whole other story for the the trip. It was a Dragon Con that most of us won't forget for many, many years. But it was a good time for a lot of us. And, you know, sorry you're not feeling well, my friend. Not feeling well, but I hope our listeners and uh, viewers, uh, you know, uh, forgive my um, my little dulcet tones. Well, it gives you that husky, you know, you know, sexy sound, Mr. Gordon. It's good. Oh, sure, sure. It, it worked for Lauren Bacall. It could work for Michael Gordon. It's a good <laughs> thing. So, and of course, we are joined this week of by our movie reviewer extraordinaire, Ashley Pauls. Thank you. The uh, summer movie uh, preview is my favorite podcast of the year to do. So it's only fair that now I have to be held accountable to see just how well I did predicting this summer movies. Okay. So don't quit your day job for the uh, psychic tour. Yeah, I don't, I don't think so yet. (laughs) That is awesome. Well, you know, this is a big episode for us. We are officially announcing it here. 
Earth Station One is a YouTube contributor now. As of this week, we are putting our recordings raw of, you know, our opening segment and our main segment. Uh, usually we, you know, just have the audio versions for you guys all edited, cleaned up and everything. So you, you don't hear the mess ups, the goofs or the ums and the errs and such. But we're going to be giving that un all uncut to our YouTube folks. So look for Earth Station One up on YouTube. And um, the same day it goes live on up on iTunes and Stitcher and Spotify, everywhere else the audio goes live, the video will go live on the same day. And it should be a ton of fun. It's not going to be all in one episode like our audio is. We're going to have the two different segments. It'll still be numbered and it'll still be, you know, like Earth Station. This is Earth Station 1, episode 645. So it'll be episode 645 opening or interview with so-and-so or you know, depending what we do that week, you know, so it's going to be fairly easy to find us and everything. And we'll have a link, of course, now in our show notes. And also we will put it up on the Earth Station One website, too. So we will have plenty of places for you to find our new YouTube channel. So subscribe up there. It's another thing for you guys to subscribe to with Earth Station One. It's pretty awesome. It's a big step for us. And Mike, I think it's the right step for us. Yeah, I mean, we'll see how it goes, but uh, I think, um, you know, I think it's something that we uh, have talked about for a while now, and uh, we'll we'll just see what happens with it. Oh, very much so. I think it's going to be great to, you know, explore, and you know what? Hopefully you guys will enjoy it, and, you know, as I did a panel at DragonCon this, this week, it's a face made for radio. Go, they're making the transition to video, so it's going to be a lot of fun, so... Definitely join us, and we definitely would love to hear from you guys at home. Please write us feedback at earthstation1.com. Definitely, you know, let us know if you like the video portion, if you like the content we're doing, or if we saw you at DragonCon. Please, you know, let us know that, you know, you said howdy to us or such, or that you got ribbons from us or, you know, that you stopped by Mike's table. And, you know, just it's pretty darn awesome. We had a great, great time, and it was great meeting a lot of our listeners. We and Thank goodness we did, and it makes me feel really special inside. So it's pretty cool. Also, want to also give a big shout out to our friends over at Tofosi Optical. Tofosi Optical has sunglasses, and gamer glasses, and safety goggles, and face shields, and so much more. And you too can get whatever you want from Tofosi Optical for whatever your vision needs are. If you have a stigmatism like I do, I just had to get brand new glasses because my prescription changed once again. And you know what? I got really cool glasses, and I'm going to be ordering a pair of prescription sunglasses from Tofosi so that way I could take her on vacation with me next month. It should be a ton of fun. And you know what? If you put in the coupon code EarthStation1, you too can get your you know glasses for 10% off, but just not one pair, your whole order. So get more than one pair. It's pretty cool. You'll get 10% off everything. Go to TofosiOptics.com. Okay, kid. At the end of April, we did our summer movie preview. It was myself, Mike, Ashley, and Alex had joined us when he was still with the podcast. And we did our usual annual tradition of, you know, talking about, you know, what it will, you think the highest grossing movie will be, uh, what will be the highest, you know, most popular, what will be the biggest flop, what movies are we looking forward to. 
So we're going to talk all about that tonight, but also we're going to do a little bit extra with this because, you know, we'll also talk about movies that we really liked this summer also. You know, this is like a movie wrap-up type for the summer. And I think this will be a great time to, you know, just, you know, find out what was your favorite movie of the summer, you know, off, aside from what we had predicted. So, you know, I think it'll be really interesting to do. And because there's some big surprises that even surprised me that I went to go see. And, you know, there was actually even a streaming movie that came out this summer that blew a lot of people away. And we're going to talk about that also. I don't know, you know, how you guys felt about it, but I think it's going to be a lot of fun to do. So let's get started. Overall, Ashley, how do you think you did this summer? I can't remember exactly what I predicted, but that's kind of on purpose. I've been trying not to remember because I think I did pretty bad. Okay, Mikey. Yeah, well, I know that, uh, yeah, I've been following it this summer, and I know that there was a lot of, uh, a lot of mistakes made on my predictions for sure. Okay, Awesome. So I think it's going to be very, very interesting what we end up talking about. And um, it's going to be fun because the biggest top grossing movie of the summer, hands down, was Top Gun Maverick. And it's turning in the box office of the year. Yeah, like, it's, I, yeah it's, it's, very, it's, it's very close to the top of the year. And I that is like one of the biggest surprises to me ever. I don't know if anybody predicted this except for maybe Tom Cruise. <laughs> uh, you know, um, you know it's, uh, Tom... it's, in, it's interesting because I, I went back and listened to the episode and a comment I made was don't be surprised if this movie does really well because as I said it America you know type thing and the patriotic feel especially from a certain genre of the country right now so and I guess it's it was a lot more Powerful, and I think it was a lot of word of mouth with this movie mm -hmm. and everything because the reviews were good, but they weren't great, and it just it blew everybody out of the water. And people who went to go see it was they just raved about this movie. And, and so. I feel there's something to it too. Like people are excited to be seeing these big blockbuster movies again and i think it was kind of a feel good return to that summer feel it's not a big franchise you didn't necessarily have to watch a bunch of movies um preceding it so yeah i think and then it's encouraging to see that word of mouth and things like that can still get people into theaters because one of the things i was most worried about post covid is that i personally love the movie theater experience. And I was worried people would get so used to watching things and streaming at home. They wouldn't want to go back to the theaters, but I am glad to see that. Yes. There are Marvel movies that did well, Top Gun that did well, that people are willing to go back to the theaters. So I think um, that was a big win for theater change and local theater owners as well. Well, big I'm also going to throw this one out to both of you guys. You know, Marvel didn't take the, the, you know, the winner this year and everything yeah. two yeah. of them two and are we starting to see a chink in the marvel armor maybe no that, i don't that, I don't, I don't think that people so. are getting oversaturated no i don't i don't think i don't think so anyway uh because I, that you know if you think that then you know i mean we're going to talk about the fall and, and winter movies coming up but man if you think that that 
Black Panther's not going to do well. You, you, yeah, you, well, that'll be the true test. That'll be the true test. I think they went once too once too often to the well with uh, the Thor movie. You know, because that was one of the movies that I had predicted that I was going to really like and that I was really looking forward, even more so than Doctor Strange. And it's interesting. I, I know I liked it when I went to go see it the first time. Um, I rewatched it recently and I started playing on my computer. I started mm-hmm. playing on my phone and, you know, stuff like that. And it just wasn't holding my interest as much as I was hoping as it, as I thought it did. Dr. Strange did the second time I watched it at home on Disney and everything. Cause Judy hadn't seen it. So, and everything. So I rewatched it with her and, you know, I enjoyed that. I think even a little bit more and geeking out even more with the, the cameos and stuff, knowing what was going to happen and everything. So. One, yeah, I, go ahead, I was just going to say one concern I have is that the further we deeper, we get into the Marvel cinematic cinematic universe. I mean, I personally love that they're playing around with the multiverse and bringing in these more obscure corners like the celestials, but just out of curiosity, I wonder at what point, um, like the more casual movie fan or more casual viewer will say like, this is too much for me. Like it's too much to keep up with. And the fact that there are so many movies that build on each other, is that a barrier to new fans or are people still going to find it by streaming it on Disney plus and then getting involved in the franchise that way? I don't know that I specifically have an answer, but it's going to be really interesting to see what happens with Marvel going forward. I think Black Panther has the potential to blow um, both the previous Marvel movies this year out of the water with how well it does. But there's a lot of pressure on that movie, too, just because um, Chadwick has passed and that legacy is hanging heavy, heavily over the movie. So I think Marvel is sailing into some uncharted waters, but I think it can also be an exciting time for uh, creative storytelling possibilities. So it'll be interesting to look back on this conversation a year from now and see how how Marvel is doing. Yeah, look, I mean, they still had two movies in the top five, you know, so I mean, it's not like, ooh, woe is Marvel, you know, like, I'm not, I'm not crying for them yet, yet. I mean, uh, I think the the big, the big question for us, I mean, obviously, I think we thought, I think we all thought that Marvel would get, you know, the top two spots, either two and three, or because I had picked Jurassic World Dominion to be number one. But still, I thought that Doctor Strange and Thor would be like two and three. So, um, and then we had the question of which one we thought was going to do better because they're both different, very different movies, uh, very different tonally and, uh, with a lot of other things going on, they don't seem to be connected to one another either. So, um, you know, it's still early in this phase. So we, the movies aren't going to really just play off each other just yet. They're, they're still wide open as far as, uh, an individual, as far as the movies themselves, I think, if I'm not mistaken, uh, that Ashley and I kind of thought that Doctor Strange would do better than Thor. Is that right? Yeah. So yes. at least, at least we, at least we won that that battle, right? So yeah. woo, woo, like woo, the battle woo, of the Marvel woo. movies. Right? Yeah. <laughs> um, I I am surprised to see Thor so far down. Yeah. Um, I thought it would be, you know, like I said, two and three, bam, bam. Uh, but uh, um, you know, it just uh, I think. I think we're starting to see a number of factors and yes, maybe the, maybe there is some sort of fatigue setting in with Marvel. 
But I think, moreover, it's just the fact that, hey, these movies are going to be on streaming. You've just waited mm-hmm. a couple months. Boom. And they, sure enough, they were. Both Doctor Strange and Thor, I think, within two months were streaming on Disney+. Plus. So um, the movie theaters are still hurting. Uh, I think Regal went under. Uh, Fire Chapter, uh, what is it, 13? Um, and uh, they're not completely gone yet. So they're still, they're still out there. But that leaves AMC as like the big movie chain in this in this country. But the AMC um, is ho- holding on just by the skin of their teeth right now. That's true. I mean, if you, I mean, I don't know what your experience has been, but I mean, going to the movies this year, uh, when I went to a- my AMC theater, there was usually only one or two people working tops. Uh, it was not very, um, uh, yeah, well attended. Uh, most of the most of the movies that I saw did not have like packed theaters by any means. Um, So I think, uh, you know, it's still taking a while for America to go back into the movies Um, uh, with the exception of course, of, of Top Gun, which everybody went and saw except for apparently Mike and myself. Yep. Pretty much. There's no, there's not a lot of content that the, that the companies are releasing, studios are releasing because of all the delays with COVID they're still playing catch up. I mean, we just had Labor Day weekend. And there was not a major release in sight for Labor Day weekend. For Labor Day weekend, they, um, they, and and throughout they all haven't the month had of our they August. haven't had major releases on Labor Day weekend in years. You know they've had and there wasn't any major releases in really in August either. I mean we we all saw Bullet Train, but that was you know I will say you know you're right, Mike. Whereas the theater, you know the studios are pretty much releasing things that are mostly franchises. But I will say it is kind of nice to see that out of the top 10, four of the movies are original. That's true. And have nothing to do with franchises. That's so cool. that's that's pretty refreshing. No, that's a good point to put it. That is a very, very good point. And, you know, a few of the movies we went, to, I went to go see were at least originals and weren't, you know, cop, you know, spinoffs or, you know, or sequels or, you know based off a TV show or anything like that. So it'll be interesting. All right. A lot of this people who are listening to us right now are probably going, get onto the list already. We want to hear how you did. We've got our eggs ready for us. Come on. So you guys ready for the top grossing films, the picks by the folks of Earth Station One? Let's do it. Let's rip off the Band-Aid. All right. Yeah, let's just move on. Let's throw Alex under the fire first. <laughs> Since he's not here. Um, Alex picked Doctor Strange to be the top grossing film. Ashley, she picked Doctor Strange to be the top grossing film. Mike Gordon picked Jurassic World. So, I did. And Mike Faber, Doctor Strange. So that says something right there. You know, we had our hopes in Marvel, except for Mike. Because you thought dinosaur, <laughs> dinosaurs were going to be the big thing this summer. I, I really had higher expectations for this movie than uh, than they played out to be. I mean, we talked about it in our review, um, but there was no reason that this movie did not succeed. Uh, the, the, it was... It was it was theirs to lose and they lost it because they, they gave us just not what we wanted as far as the movie. I think. No. And you're, you're completely right. We had hopes that this movie with the returning of the original cast of the original three yeah. and for the, 
you know, the joining with the new, but the story stank. The story was horrible. We did get really cool I dinosaurs. Mean, I won't say that, that we didn't. It was awesome to see the dinosaurs. Too bad we couldn't have, we couldn't just had dinosaurs and no actors, you know? Well, I don't want to, I don't want to rag on the acting too much. It was the writing most of the, most of all. And it just did not give us what we wanted. We wanted a world, you know, um, infested with uh, dinosaurs and mankind on the brink of trying to survive. And instead we got the same old, same old uh, trapped in a park trying to escape. Uh, you know, it just, it, they just keep going back to that. Well, and as long as they do, um, mm -hmm. I think you're going to see the Jurassic franchise just keep getting lower and lower. You want to talk about fatigue? It was the same yeah. trope. It literally was the same trope as everything. Ashley, what about you? How did you feel? Well, it was frustrating because I felt like it really was poised to be like the Force Awakens of the Jurassic World franchise, bringing together the newer characters, the classic characters. And I mean, the setup, the teaser from the previous movie was so good. The idea of these dinosaurs just infiltrating the planet and like the ecosystem not being prepared to support these huge creatures and how that would change the world. And the answer was not really too much, but there might be some bioengineered locusts. It was just, I was so, I wasn't even angry after I walked out of the theater. I was just so sad because the potential was so easy. It was right there and it's just really sad that they missed it. So I think if they had, you know, given people more, a little bit more, what they were expecting, this could have been a home run. So it's, I'm, I'm sad. Maybe someday we'll get the dinosaurs take over the earth movie, but I'm going to have my hopes tempered for a little bit here. I think that's totally understandable. All right. We made it through the first category already, folks. Second category, biggest flops. This is where, you know, get the eggs ready, folks. Alex picked Top Gun to be the biggest <laughs> flop. Yeah. That's why, that's why he's not here. Yeah, I know. I know. He's hiding somewhere. All right. Ashley picked Minions. And Minions, I don't think, did as well as they were hoping it would with those forecasts. I don't know. It's number four. I mean, that's Ooh. that's pretty good. Like, okay. I mean, that's way higher than I thought. All right. So, Ashley, drink I failed. up. You failed. Yeah, I failed. <laughs> All right. Mike Faber. I picked Top Gun. <laughs> I did. I admit it. And Mike Gordon, you also picked Minions. I did. Oh, I did. We all yeah. a big whiff. Yeah. I and I'm stu I'm still stunned. I mean, I haven't seen any of the Minions movies. Maybe I should, uh just because uh they're obviously a thing. But man, for for minions to uh, man uh, going along with that, there's the the fact that Lightyear just did not even crack the top five. I mean, how does a Pixar movie not do that? That's amazing. Well, it's interesting all the homophobia around Lightyear and the people bad mouthing it because of that. It was Lightyear was not a bad story. I actually enjoyed it quite a bit. And it wasn't what I was expecting it to be either. And that's what I liked also. I was kind of surprised it didn't pick up more on the nostalgia again of like people that watch Toy Story as kids and then bringing their kids to see the movie. Unless again, it's streaming. People are like, eh, I'll just wait till it's on Disney Plus. So, but 
yeah, interesting. Mm-hmm. And you had Captain America as, you know, Buzz Lightyear. So it's pretty awesome. And, and it, it did fairly right. decent at the theater. Number seven in the top 10. So, I mean, at least it cracked the top 10, right? I haven't heard anyone who didn't like Nope who went to go see it. Yeah, uh, I haven't seen I, it myself. I, I haven't seen it yet. I was going to wait for streaming to see it. Ashley, did you see it? Yeah, it's it's a good story. And normally I don't go to see horror movies in theaters, but the, you know, kudos to uh Jordan Peele, who so captured my attention with Get Out that and the trailers for Nope had me intrigued enough. It's like, I'm going to be brave and I'm going to go to the theater and see it. And it was just great to see a, such a creative um, storyteller get to tell a gigantic story on the big screen. It's an original story, not attached to a franchise and just kind of a sci-fi horror adventure with a little Steven Spielberg. So it, it was a great story. I highly recommend it to those who didn't get to see it in theater. Definitely check it out on streaming. Yeah, yeah, definitely. The, the, mo- the popular opinion that I'm hearing is that uh, it's good. It's probably the weakest of his three movies, but it's good. So um, I'm interested in it. So I'll mm-hmm. check it out at some point, but not in the Me theater. too. Me too. Actually, we got to see a couple of Nope cosplays at DragonCon this last <laughs> week. Nice. So it's pretty awesome. Um, so I think actually, we, saw probably, we probably saw cosplays of all these things. <laughs> I didn't see any Top Gun. I did not see any Top Gun. At the... uh, yeah, that's true. I probably, I, it was probably, it must have been. There. I'm sure they were there. It's yeah. not that hard to dress as, you know, Maverick. Exactly. So, you know, unless you, you know, fly around with a plane or something, you know. Uh, okay. Ashley did pick Nope also as her surprise, as her surprise hit. Mike Faber picked Bullet Train. So did Mike Gordon. Yeah. I, number 10. I, love, I mean, you know. I'll, it, hey, it cracked the top 10. That's something. It did. Yep, it did. And uh, we were, because we weren't sure how well it was going to do when we reviewed it on the podcast, even. Yeah. And everything. And I, and I think I could see it. Yeah. I could see it becoming like a cult classic, like something that people discover it later on. Like it's quirky enough. I could see it something that gaining some legs as it goes on to streaming. Bullet train got a lot of good word of mouth too. Yeah. And everything. And And I think, I think it's one of those, I think it's a true indicator of what's like, what's happening in theaters. I think uh, in a normal year, pre pandemic bullet train is a lot better. Um, but now people are just, you know, sort of used to seeing things at home. And if they don't have to go to a movie theater to see something big, some big event that's going to be spoiled within two hours after it's released or whatever, um, I think they're like, oh, I'll just sit home and wait for it. And, you know, it'll, it'll come. Nope. Agreed. 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 And I think, you know, definitely folks, if you haven't seen it yet, Bullet Train is a ton of fun. It is a fun movie. It's not going to be anything that opens your eyes like, oh, my God, I've never seen that before. But it is a fun romp. And it'll surprise you at points, too. So definitely check it out. Okay, let's get into our top three movies. Okay, Ashley had Downton Abbey. She also had Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris. And also bullet train for the top three you were looking forward to yeah these are not what we thought would be the box office top three these are the top three that we were personally looking forward to yes 
So I'm curious because I didn't see some of those movies, Ashley. How did they how did they work for you? Were they uh, everything you wanted? Yeah, I really enjoyed the Downton Abbey movie. Again, not necessarily anything groundbreaking, like, wow, my mind was blown, but I really enjoyed it. It's just a cozy movie. I love seeing those characters. So it's just one of those that made me feel good. I actually did not get to see Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris. It never ended up coming to my theater locally, which I was really sad about. Um, I'm hoping to catch it once it becomes more widely available on streaming. But again, just kind of sad. That was one that I really enjoyed and then saw a lot of trailers for, but it never ended up coming to my theater. So it was sad that I didn't get access to that. And Bullet Train, you know, I enjoyed, I think initially I was a little bit disappointed. It didn't wow me as much as I thought it was going to, but it was a decent time at the movies. And I felt like in the end, that's how I felt about a lot of movies that came out this summer. I enjoyed them, but they didn't like rocket to the top of this is one of the best things I've ever seen list. I think this is the first year, you know, I'm very much a movie girl. I love movies. It's my favorite storytelling form, but my favorite storytelling was actually on the small screen this summer. I, if you told me to pick my favorite story that I watched this summer, it would actually be on TV. So that was just kind of interesting too, different to see how stories impacted me. So it was a very interesting summer overall. Mm. Nope. I agree with that completely. I agree with that. All right. Alex had Thor that his, he was looking forward to minions and bullet train. So, okay. Hopefully he enjoyed it. Yeah. That's all we could say. Mike Gordon, Dr. Strange, Thor, Slash Thor, you said the Mar- basically said the Marvel movies for yeah. the summer. You also said Bullet Train, and you also said Elvis. I did, and I still haven't seen Elvis. Uh, I didn't make it to the theater to see Elvis, but it's on streaming right now. It, uh, I think this weekend it hit uh, HBO Max, so I'll probably be watching it this week. Um, and that's unfortunate. It just wasn't enough to get me to the theater. Uh, most of the things that we saw, I saw because we were reviewing them. I think if we had reviewed Elvis, I would have gone to the theater, but uh, um, I didn't, if I didn't have to go to the theater, I didn't go to the theater. And I think a lot of people are still feeling that way as well. Um, I've heard good things about Elvis, so I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I'm, I'm overall pleased with Bill of Train. I think I didn't like it as much as you guys did when we reviewed it, um, but it is a fun movie. And uh, I, I'm certainly proud of the fact that it's on the top 10. It's nice to see that it made it there, especially when you look at some of the things that are below it um that could have just bumped it off i mean i mean you know fantastic beast it's like what happened to that movie like that just like died like it's just so strange to see that uh something like bullet train could beat you know a harry potter movie it's interesting is does fantastic beast count as a summer movie because it was i think it was released in april it was april 15th so i don't know i mean the, the 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 line on summer is getting blurred so the same way fall and winter, yeah. you know, exactly. So, I mean, but I mean, the fact is, I mean, if you look at the yearly totals though, you know, it's still, it didn't do that well. So it's just like, wow, that's interesting. No, agreed completely. All right. My last but not least, my three that I had been looking forward to was Downton Abbey, Lightyear, and then also Jazz Fest, a New Orleans story. We actually had the producer on the uh, show not that long ago, Mike's cousin, mm-hmm. and which was really awesome. I still haven't seen it though. I have not yeah, seen no. it. 
And I would love to, when it starts streaming, I'll definitely be there to see it. Even though it has Jimmy Buffett, it'll still be fun to watch. <laughs> I thought you liked Jimmy Buffett. I do overall, but you know, you know, you put a bad taste of Jimmy Buffett in my mouth. So, you know, it puts, you know, when I think about that, it's like, oh, Mike and Michelle don't like these guys, you know, so that's okay. But it's interesting that, you know, we had all these different ones we were looking forward to, and some of us didn't even go to see some of these that we were looking forward to. And it's not like summer, summer flew by, but it didn't fly. You know, it wasn't like all so much, but it was also interesting too, because I, let's, I'm going to throw a little wrench in this now, and I want you off the top of your heads the three top movies that you enjoyed the most over, over summer. And it doesn't have to be on the list. Even it could be just three movies that you saw. So I'm going to start with Mike Gordon. Um, the, my favorite movie of the summer, uh, you alluded to it a little while ago, uh, was one that wasn't released on the big screen, but should have been, which was prey. Oh yeah uh pray uh was on hulu um it's a it's part of the franchise of predator but it it feels fresh um it it doesn't feel i mean it you know i think it might be the best film in the franchise uh certainly right up there with the first one um it's so well done and so fun for an action movie but yet it's got something to say um it's well shot uh, and it sounds good. I wish I'd gotten the luxury of seeing it in a Dolby theater. I think it would have really enhanced the the, the uh, viewing even more. But um, that's that's my top movie, I think, for the summer. Um, and then uh, you know, I dug the the Marvel movies, uh, Doctor Strange and Thor, um, in that order because uh, I did I did like Doctor Strange more than I like Thor. Um, so I, I will put those, you know, in the top three as well, I guess. Um, everything else was, was kind of there. Um, some were better than others. Um, you know, the only uh, bullet train was, was good, but not as good as I wanted it to be. Same thing with Lightyear. Um, Downton Abbey was, was solid, but I think as we discussed in our review, I think there was some stuff that there was, that was not necessary in that movie as well. So, so really, for me, it's uh, it's Prey, and then um, and then the other uh, two movies, the Marvel movies. Okay, there you go, Ashley. What about you? All right, I will say my three favorite movies, but first, I just want to cheat and give a shout out to my favorite story, which was Star Trek: Strange New Worlds. I love that show so much, and but I will talk about movies now. So my three favorite movies are or I think the best stories I saw are a kind of an eclectic collection. I really did enjoy um, Top Gun Maverick. I was not expecting to. I didn't even enjoy Top Gun that much, but it came out during just a time that was difficult. My uh, cat was diagnosed with cancer this summer and passed after about a month, and the movie came out in the middle of that. And so it was just kind of a a good chance to go to the theater, be distracted by just kind of a fun, feel good movie. So it was something, it was kind of what I needed to be when I needed it. So that's, that's a movie that I was good to go out to the theater and see. I also really enjoyed Elvis. I thought it was a great use of his music and also the way they kind of told the story in a stylized manner. 
I just thought it fit him very well. And I really liked that. And then also Nope, I felt was a really good original story. So I don't think that going in, I would have picked those to be the three best movies I saw this summer, but that's why I love going to see movies is being surprised. So I'm, I was, was happy to discover some new things that weren't originally on my radar. Awesome. 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 Yeah. For me, I'm probably going to have to say my three movies, of course, Prey was one of them was just amazing. And for me, it came out of nowhere. I hadn't even heard that it was coming. So, you know, when I saw that there was a new Predator movie on Hulu and people started talking about it, it was just like, okay, I got to watch this before it's completely spoiled. And I, I sat down like one afternoon instead of working and watched it. So it was worth it. It really was worth it to see. Um, also, I got to add to my list, of course, was Elvis. Elvis was so much fun. It was heartbreaking at points. It was fascinating in parts also. And it was great to see Tom Hanks as a villain. Because Colonel Tom Parker was a real SOB. And Tom played it up to the hilt. I really enjoyed to see that. He didn't try giving Colonel Tom a heart or something like that. You know, or, you know, oh, he's not as bad as, you know, he they said he was or whatever. No, he was just, he was a jerk. And El- the Elvis part and the mixing of the actual Elvis stuff put in together with, you know, the actor and the live video. So it's going to be very, very interesting. So I am very happy to, you know, say that one. And of course, Bullet Train. I loved Bullet Train. We um, went with Judy and uh, Tyra and her husband Shane to go see it. And when we were up at the world's largest yard sale, we had to do something in the evening. So we went to go see Bullet Train and they had no, the three of them had never heard of it. They were falling out of their seats laughing with this film. And that's what you want from the movie. We all walked out of there. We were exhausted from doing the yard sales all day, but we walked out of there so pumped up and like, we got to go ride a bullet train now and see what happens. It's awesome. (laughs) There's no bullet trains and, the middle of somewhere, Tennessee, but it was fun, but it was, it was good. And, you know, they, all three of those movies beat my expectations with what I was expecting. And that's what I wanted from it. And the others, you know, were meh. That's the honest truth. The Marvel movies for me were meh. Um, Some of the other movies that we reviewed, Downton Abbey, I was so looking forward to. It was like coming home to an old family and old friends, but it, didn't leave a lasting impression when we when i saw that was on our list to pick for summer i was like it came out in the summer i thought it was like a year ago or something and everything that's how far from my memory it was but that's what happens and the dinosaur movie don't get me started don't get me started so it's real interesting so that is our summer movie 2022 reviews what did you guys think please write us feedback at earthstation1.com. We definitely would love to hear from you guys there. We're going to take a quick break and we will be back in a moment. And we are going to be looking at the fall and winter movies. We're not going to do what our picks are or anything. We're just going to talk about what movies are coming out, what we'd like to see and 
we'll go we'll go from there and see where it goes. Let's take a quick break and we'll see you in a moment. The Soul Forge podcast is all about life, the universe, and everything. Is it good for kids? Oh no, it's not good for kids. Is it geeky? Oh, it can be geeky, but it can also be serious. We talk about life, sex, dating, and mental health, and so much more. Where can you find a Soul Forge podcast? You can find it everywhere. iTunes, Spotify, Pandora, Amazon Music, and the ESO Network. Welcome back to Earth Station One. Now we're going to be looking at the fall and winter movies that we are looking forward to. We're going to go through the end of the year. We're not going to go into 2023, but there's enough films for us to be talking about. We're going to go month by month. We might not go in exact order of their date release and stuff, but there's just so much movies coming out. And it's not like how it used to be where, you know, there was a summer movie season, a fall movie season was usually like horror movies and stuff like that. And then the winter was a lot of dramas and building up for Oscar, but also there was a couple of the blockbusters around the holidays and such. So it's kind of changed with that. And it's going to be very interesting to look at what's coming out with that. Any early things, you know, you could think of off the top of your head that, you know, just stood out for you guys that, you know, oh, this fall, other than Wakanda Forever and the Avatar film, anything else that's just, you know, standing out before we go in by month? Well, I think the next movie that we're scheduled to review as a show is Black Adam. Yes. Uh, So that's obviously going to be a big deal as well. That's from what people are saying. That might be the saving grace or the death knell for the DCU, truthfully. No pressure there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know, right? Literally. And it's been getting, you know, from test audiences, it's been getting a lot of great, you know, you know, notice and everything. But it's, I'll be very curious to see what it does because we were supposed to originally also have Shazam in the the winter in around christmas time but that got pushed till march of 2023 as of right now and so that'll be very interesting to see and you know we have other films that are you know genre that are coming out and so we're going to talk about some dramas though we're just not going to stick with the geeky films and stuff too because there's a ton of stuff that's coming out But, you know, speaking of geeky films, there's this little film that's being re-released with extra footage. Came out actually four days ago. It is called Spider-Man No Way Home. You might have heard of it. And, you know, are you guys going to go see it in the theaters again? Or are you going to? No. No? No, I love this movie, but I'm not Jones to see it in the theater again. Um, Again, I'm still in the mindset where... If I don't have to go to the theater, I'm not going to the theater. 
And this is not something that's, you know, I'm not opposed to it, but uh, uh, yeah, September is pretty, pretty quiet, actually. There's not like a lot of huge, huge movies coming out in September. So uh, I'll be curious to see what you guys think about whether you're going to the theater at all. Yeah, there is one movie that I'm really looking forward to, and I think it's good timing with uh, Black Panther, uh, Wakanda Forever, The Woman King, which, as I understand Mm. it, is inspired by African history that later inspired some of the stories that take place in Black Panther. So I think Mm. it's really cool that they're releasing them close together, and I'm really excited about that one. It looks really good. Based off of a true story. Yeah. Yeah. So I think real interesting. that'll be a good companion piece for the movie coming out. So I hope that people will pay attention to it. Mid-September is not the best release time for movies, I feel like. But I'm hoping with Wakanda Forever coming out, people will be interested in saying, hey, this is some real-life history that inspired these superheroes. And I'm really looking forward to checking it out. Oh, I agree completely. That one actually had my curiosity up. And I was just like, kind of like oh this actually looks really good because I, I saw the trailer for it actually before we watched uh what was it bullet train mm, yeah when we were at the theaters and great cast and, as well oh yeah and it's you know i'm going through the rest of you know september and it's just like eh, you know nothing is just jumping out at me and you know if i had to you know if somebody if i had like an amc plus membership or something that, you know, I'd go to see free films, you know, a couple times a month. There might be one or two. But hey, movie pass is coming back. <laughs> there you go. And so, you know, because I know they are re-releasing Jaws on the big screen this month. Yeah, they yeah they released that uh, last week, um, last weekend, uh, Star Trek 2 as well. Uh, there's a lot of re-releases. Uh, they kind of... It's not. It's still considered a release, part of the, re- the initial release, but they really kind of re-released Top Gun into like the major like IMAX theaters as well. So I mean, there is uh, and there's some other re-releases to Carnal Knowledge. Go figure. Uh, I guess it's some sort of anniversary for that film or something. But um, uh, to me, September, uh, the one movie that's probably going to get me to the theater, and this is to the IMAX theater, is the. Uh, documentary moon age daydream uh mm-hmm. which is uh about about bowie's creative and musical journey um sanctioned by the bowie state so it's official and it's going to be on imax and seeing bowie on the big screen like that with great sound uh that that's enough to make me interested to go see go go to the theater to, to see that you have that's because that's going to be an experience right that's that's not just going to be a movie that's going to be something that's probably going to be like wow i'm uh, at least it has the potential to be anyway. When I had first heard about this project, I was like, oh, no, they're doing another, like, Bohemian Rhapsody. Right, or, mm-hmm. right. And that scared me. But then when I heard it was going to be a documentary, I was like, okay, I'm good with that. And it's going to be beautiful. Anything, you know, if it's about Bowie and it has his estate's approval, I can't see it being bad. It's just gonna, It's going to be a lot of fun. And... You'll be, you know, humming along with the music. And, you know, David was just so there was something about him that just drew you like a magnet. It was awesome. It was really, really awesome. Yeah, so I de- that's the that's the one that I'm looking at. Um, 
you know, everything else seems to be, there's some interesting things happening. Uh, um, uh, there's a movie called See How They Run, which is a comedy mystery with Sam Rockwell and Adrian Brody. Uh, there's another movie uh, called Don't Worry Darling that's kind of mm-hmm. getting some buzz. It's a mystery theater directed by Olivia Wilde, and it's got Chris Pine and Florence Pugh in it. Um, you know, so those are interesting, but I don't know if they're interesting and they're not interesting enough to get me to the theater. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, one thing that might get people to the theater I would not be surprised if this doesn't make an impact is the re-release of the original avatar. Um, You know, we've got the, the, the the big one, the sequel finally coming out. And, uh, and uh, I probably won't go see it, but I, I, I can imagine a lot of people will probably want to experience it again. I mean, it is the biggest movie of all time. Right. So. Oh yeah. This movie, a horror movie smile coming out at the end of October I got to see the trailer for it at least four times over the weekend because they were sponsoring on one of the tracks. <laughs> and so before each oh, wow. time, before each time it was it was like urban fantasy and it was they were every time before the track they had to show the trailer at least once. And so it was just like, "Oh, and I was in three different pa- tra- panels for it." So I was like, and they showed it at the end of one of them. So I, that's how I got to see it four times. I'm not going to go see it. That's going to be a nope for me. Stay home and watch <laughs> Nope instead. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. See? So, yeah, it's gonna, It's very interesting to see. And I think, you know, September is always known as, like, one of the slower months for films. So, but... It's going to be very interesting to see because then going into October, a great kids movie is Lyle Lyle Crocodile based mm. off the children's book. And I was surprised it didn't come out in the summer. I'm surprised they pushed it into October because it's, you know, it's got a great crew. It has Constant Wu, uh, Javier Bardam, uh, Brett Goldman, and Scotty McNair. And it's an animated, another animated film that's built for kids. And usually October is like horror movies. So it's interesting to see that you get this. Yeah, I don't know anything about it, to be honest with you. So um, I, remember, uh, I remember reading it to William when he was little. Uh so that's why it, that's it's like when I saw the I saw the trailer for it one of the I think early in the summer I saw the trailer for it so that I was assuming it was a summer movie but nope October I would say as the uh, parent of a toddler I'm all in favor of any creative children's movies that are not just the minions running around screaming so I wish it success <laughs> it should be very interesting to see. Um, we're also getting, of course, you know, the one we talked about, uh, of course, what we were talking about earlier was coming out on the 21st of, you know, October, we get Black Adam. Yeah, if that's not the biggest movie of October, uh, something seriously wrong. <laughs> um, I hope I, if it's not in the top five of the year, there's going to be something wrong. Truthfully. Well, that's a lot to shoot for. But um, yeah, that would be interesting to see if that happened yeah i'm going to be very curious to see because from you know for me i'm going to geek out because like watching the tv show star girl this also features the justice society 
and characters like Hawkman and Adam Smasher and Dr. Fate played by Pierce Bronson. It's awesome. It is, yeah, that's, that's that I must admit, I'm kind of geeking out over all that. Like that, that could be really cool. Mm-hmm. And of course, Dwayne Johnson, you know, the rock is, and it's like almost, he was born to play this role, you know, the look, the feel, and it's, it's pretty awesome. I'm looking forward to seeing when we watch it and review it for the show. Yeah. He doesn't actually need muscles to be built in the suit. Nope. Uh, <laughs> nope. It doesn't. And if he doesn't say, I don't care what you think, you know, can you smell? No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, probably the second biggest movie uh, in October is going to be uh, Halloween ends. Oh yeah. Um, you've got uh, another Halloween franchise movie. I've lost count. I haven't seen the last, I don't know how many. Um, so I don't, you know, but this one does have Jamie Lee Curtis in it. Um, so, I mean, those seem to have been doing pretty well. So I would imagine that that's going to continue here. I think there's some other horror movies coming out as well, but I'm not as, you know, I'm not up on the horror movie franchises, so I don't know what is going to be interesting to look for, but, uh, um, I do think the Halloween movie is is going to be pretty big. Oh yeah, it, they've been doing very very well, and hence why they're going to be putting. I think this is the third one with Jamie Lee Curtis back in returning to the role. And you know, for anyone who does think you know that this will be the last Halloween movie, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Halloween ends. It'll be Halloween ends part two, part three, you know. This time we really mean it. It really is going to end this time. So now it's going to be interesting. Nothing else that I saw on this list, though, is really all that exciting, except for one film. And it's coming out in limited release. Um, of course, what I'm talking about, of course, is Kevin Smith's Clerks 3. Oh, yeah. Is being released in a limited engagement, um, I think, early October, end of September. And it's going to be very interesting because uh, the buzz on this has been really positive for Kevin. Because this is more autobiographical than, and I know I mispronounced that, so it's okay. But it's, Yeah, exactly. Drink, folks. But, yeah, um, Kevin's uh, Clerks 3, I am excited. I'm a, everyone knows I'm a huge Kevin Smith fan and any, any project that he's involved in, I'll go see one way or another. And he's going to be touring the country. I think starting the beginning of September now and all the way through the end of the year showing the movie. But I think Phantom events is also going to be showing it the first, I think the first week in October, uh, limited release at the theaters and then probably after that you'll be able to stream it so gotcha and i know here yeah, I'm, yeah I'm curious uh i don't know if he's enough to get me to go to the theater but um i am curious to see the his new one mm -hmm. oh yeah i i've always thought kevin writes some of the best dialogue ever you know so, you know, he's a great dialogist and sometimes he gets a little too much into the poop and fart jokes, but you know what? I still have fun with him and that's the cool thing with it. And 
you know, I'll give a full review when I go see it or when I watch it streaming. Because I don't think I'm going to be able to go see him when he comes to Atlanta. I think he's here October 20th because I'm just getting back from my trip and I'm not going to be wanting to go see anything like that right then. So Probably not. Yeah, probably not. So. Um, two other films of note, I think, in October. Uh, one that I'm looking forward to because I've seen the trailer and uh, a couple, a few times now, and it just looks fun. Uh, it's limited release in October, then wide release at the beginning of November, and that's Amsterdam. I was bringing with, that. Yes. Uh, yes. Yep, I was waiting list. for it. Yep. Christian Bale, awesome. Margot Robbie, uh, John David Washington, Anna Taylor Joy, like. The cast, this looks like a, um, I think Mike Myers has a small role. There's a lot of other, I think. Oh, well, um, there goes me seeing it. <laughs> I think uh, Robert De Niro has a small role, I mm-hmm. think, as well. I mean, it just looks like a quirky, little fun movie uh, that uh, I I think would be cool. I Is it going to get me to the theater? See, that's a big question. I don't, I don't think so, but I am looking forward to it. It looks fun, and that's what you want to do to go to see the, the movies. Yeah, it's got that kind of bullet train vibe, right? Yeah, just like yeah. set in the 1930s, and I'm a sucker for a historical setting anyway, and so like great cast, buddy comedy slash crime drama, I think it could be good, and I could see it breaking out a little bit if it gets really good reviews. Maybe that could become a, a good word of mouth one. It's interesting because the description is set in the 1930s. It follows three friends who witness a murder, become suspects themselves, and uncover one of the most outrageous plots in American history. So, very interesting. And the preview, we saw, also we saw the trailer for this before we saw Bullet Train. And I was like, oh, when is this film coming out? Yeah. I can't, yeah. This one actually got me really excited. It's, uh... Limited release as of October 7th, but wide release as November 4th. Yeah. So yep. I'm definitely looking forward to that. What was the other movie, Mike? Uh, the other movie is set. Look, um, I, you know, it's going to be interesting to see if this does anything because it's a, it's a genre that I don't know does really well anymore, but we'll see. And that's a comedy romance, a romantic comedy. And the rom-coms that it used to be called, right? Um, and that's Ticket to Paradise with George Clooney and Julia Roberts. Uh, Billy Lord, uh, um, Carrie Fisher's daughter, is in it as well. Um, you know, I, I saw the trailer for this. And look, I mean, Clooney and Roberts, they're they are fun to watch. They're fun to watch together. Um, this is not something that I'm going to see in the big screen. I don't even know if I'm going to see it in the small screen. But it's counter-programming to Black Adam. Um, and that's what, that was my thought with it. it was ca- total counterpoint. You just don't see these kind of movies much anymore. Uh, these romantic comedies much anymore. Um, I think, you know, um, with only a few exceptions. So whether or not, you know, Roberts and Clooney still have enough clout to get people to go to the theater, I don't know. But it's interesting that this is a thing that's coming out, actually. Hmm. I will watch it if it's like streaming somewhere, but I won't go to see it in person so then we got coming up in november we're november. already moving into what, what what else but what black panther wakanda forever wow the trailer like throws the whole kitchen sink at you it is just truly looks amazing i um am both excited about this movie and dreading it in a little ways because i know that it's going to be an emotional watch like the legacy of 
Chadwick and just the nobility and the power he brought to that character. It's going to be hard not to think about that. I'm personally, I know there's been some debate about recasting surrounding this movie, but I am glad that they um, chose not to recast and that they are going to honor his character and maybe someday have one of the existing characters take up the mantle of Black Panther in his honor. I'm also really curious about, is it Namor who's going to be entering the MCU sort of like the, a little bit of an Aquaman vibe going on. Curious to see how that fits with Wakanda. So um, yeah, I think there's a lot of exciting possibilities with that. Um, So yeah, I, I'm looking forward to that one. I think it has the potential to be the best Marvel movie we've seen this year and also the biggest box office Marvel movie this year. I don't disagree with you at all on anything you said, Ashley. And yes, it is Namor. He's the Submariner and he is one of Marvel's oldest characters actually. So it's going to be very interesting to see him get his big screen uh, debut. And God, I hope they don't do what they do with all the villains in Marvel films and kill them off or something yeah. like that. It's like he's too big of a character not to. So. Yeah, he's not just your, well, I mean, we'll see, but he's not just your standard bad guy, right? I mean, he's kind of in a lot of ways like Black Adam in the DCU. Um, whether or not the movies are going to treat them similarly, I don't know. But uh, it does look like he's the big bad in the this movie. But as you guys pointed out, the, the trailer is more full of emotion mm-hmm. and impact than it is really telling us anything about really what the plot or anything is. So, um, but I, I look, I, I don't question, you know, I have faith in Marvel. Um, so as far as I know that, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, this is going to be the biggest movie. Uh, it's probably the one that I'm most looking forward to. Um the follow-up for the the first one. I mean, even though without Bozeman, it's going to be tough. So bring your tissues mm-hmm. um, because there's probably going to be some uh, emotional beats in this movie more so than any other MCU movie that they've, that has come been released. Uh, but uh, I, I think, uh, I think it's still a fun franchise. It's still a fun group of characters and I'm glad they're going forward as you said, Ashley, and we'll just see where it goes. It'll be very interesting to see. Um, it's it's interesting, too, because you have such mythos already with, you know, Wakanda and the Black Panther. And then you're building in so much with, you know, bringing the Submariner in and other parts of the tales, too, and how they're going to deal with Chadwick's death. It's... It's it's going to be very – it's so delicate they have to handle it and they have to do it right. And I hope to God they do. I really, really do. It's the same director as the first one, so that gives me a lot of confidence yeah. as well that the material is going to be treated with respect. Mm-hmm. There's an interesting piece of counterprogramming that weekend, though, too. It's a movie called The Sun. It's with uh, Vanessa Kirby, Hugh Jackman, Anthony Hopkins, and Laura Dern. Yeah, it's, it's a limited release. I don't think it's going to be quite the kind of programming, but, um, but yeah, it looks like looks like Anthony Hopkins. I thought he retired, but he's got two movies coming out that week. One is Armageddon Time as well with Anne Hathaway and and Jeremy Strong, and it's like, wow, Anthony, you really retire, kept that retirement going. Um, I guess he's like trying to shoot for that one final Oscar. There you oh, go. Yeah. Well, I think The Sun is being released in limited release because I think they're hoping it's going to be Oscar 
be. Mm. Sure, absolutely. And I wouldn't be surprised if Armageddon Time is, I don't know what anything, what those movies are about at all. Just looking at the cast, I'm just like, yeah, these are, this is, this, these, this is both like um, Oscar bait. Mm-hmm. Uh, Armageddon Time is another one of those, you know, coming of age movies. So it'll be interesting to see what we got going on. Uh, we also have in coming out in the in November uh, an animated movie called Strange World, which I saw the trailer for, and it looks a lot of fun. It's the new animated film by Disney, and yeah. it has Jake Gyllenhaal, um, Jabuki, uh, Young White, Gabriel Union, and Alan Tudyk, and so it looks pretty darn awesome. From what I, I am. Saw super excited for this one just because it looks completely different from anything they've done at least recently it's a really creative it's a strange world i mean the title fits like it's a weird place but i feel like the trailer does a good job teasing this world but we don't really know exactly who the characters are why they're in this world so i'm really looking forward to it it's a little bit of a risk because it's not like a recognized property it's a new original story and not like frozen five or whatever but well exactly I hope that people will go to see it because i want to see more of this type of storytelling i'm very curious to see too because it's by you know disney has been doing really well in their original stuff not the sequel stuff mm-hmm. or spinoffs because look what they did last year with Encantro. yeah and you know and Encantro did okay at the theaters but it exploded when it made it onto disney plus I was, yeah, really sad I didn't go to see Encanto in theater. So I'm not going to make this mistake again. I'm going to go see Strange World in the theater. I think it just, it looks really well. And it looks right up our alley anyway. So Yeah, it's adventure, um, straight, yeah, like, yeah, it's got that adventure vibe, that uh, family feel, fantasy, sci-fi. You want to work all that into the same thing. Uh, um, Traditionally, Disney has kind of not, produce great ones of these i'm thinking of uh uh oh, i can't one? even think of the name of it but there was one that came out like uh, i don't know a decade ago or so and they they kind of stopped making these kind of movies uh because of it i think and uh well disney um, did really well with big hero six yeah yeah and, that's not know, the one i'm talking like- yeah i can't remember the name of the one i'm thinking of but anyway um uh yeah i mean it's disney so they're gonna push it um so um and it's you're right it's not an easy franchise it's not something that's based on a on a a folk tale that we all are familiar with so it's going to be really interesting to see how how this one does Mm -hmm. but again people are going to know that it's going to be on streaming probably before the end of the year oh most most definitely most definitely um, i'm also curious about this other movie it's a comedy horror movie called the menu yes Ooh, yeah that looks intriguing it has Anya Taylor-Joy, Ralph Fiennes, uh, Nicholas Hunt, and Judith Light in it. And it, is, it looks spooky as hell, but it's, it's almost, like, almost like a murder mystery. Yeah. But it goes really dark. <laughs> really, really dark. Yeah. And I saw the trailer for it again in front of Bullet Train. We just saw all these, you know. But it was it was just interesting because I like Ralph Fiennes and the way he portrays these this character. He's like 
he's like the head of the person who puts the this meal together and it's almost like a murder mystery type thing and it's just it's just interesting to see how psychological it gets but it's listed as a comedy horror so that actually surprised me and yeah well and also speaking of murder mysteries um one of my most anticipated fall movies is isn't even coming to theaters it's the uh, knives out sequel which i believe is titled glass onion which i have no idea what that means but i'm sure that ryan johnson will be explained to us i'm sad that it's not getting any kind of theatrical release to my knowledge because it's just got a huge cast and the first knives out was so entertaining and i believe it did pretty well in theaters as well so yep i thought i heard that it was going to be released limitedly okay uh limited and then before like for two weeks or whatever because i think that they want to see if they can get some oscar oh gotcha so um i do believe it's going to be released in december um and then and then go on on streaming after that but i i don't know those the the dates completely but uh yeah i think so but oh yeah i mean we all loved um knives out so uh more please i think we all said that right yes. more please yes and, and we're getting more oh yeah we'll get more donut hole inside the donut hole. So. <laughs> um there are a couple of other movies i wanted to mention too there's a a drama thriller with uh samantha morton and carrie zulligan called uh, she said that's going to be coming out again not something i'm going to run to the theater to see but looks like it could be kind of interesting uh for those people who like that sort of thing like um uh, uh, yeah, in that in that drama thriller uh, mindset, uh, and then Thirteen Lives. I was just uh, look. I was literally just looking at that. Yeah, one. Yeah, I've seen the trailer for this uh, a few times, and uh, it's directed by uh, Ron Ron Howard, and it is a true story. Um, a, a sort of like you know about these 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 people who were trapped inside a mine, a cave, uh, and then uh, the um ingenuity that it took to rescue them uh Viggo Mortensen uh Colin Farrell uh Joe Egerton Tom Bateman I mean he's got a good cast it's two and a half hours though um there aren't too many movies by the way that are coming out that are under two hours so uh be prepared if you do go to the theater like you know don't be (laughs) leave your don't be uh too hydrated before you go see the movie, <laughs> these movies, because yeah, there's not too many movies that are under two hours, but yeah, two and a half hours. I think this is one that's people are going to wait to stream. Um, but it should be an interesting tale. And, you know, I think uh, Howard still delivers the goods um, when, uh, directing wise. So I think this will probably be a tale well told. And it seems like it's pretty interesting because it's based on a true story. That is awesome. Yeah. It's, and it's already started getting some really good buzz about it. So I'm very curious to see what goes on with this. Yeah. All right, folks, we've already started making it to December. So, and there's one film I did forget that is coming out this fall. It's coming out in September. And I just saw the trailer for it actually is of course, we're going to be talking about the John Hamm movie, confess flesh. Uh, you know, uh, is that streaming or is that it's that's not stre- going to theaters, it's, it? nope it's going directly to stream and yeah. it looks awesome um i'm a huge 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 fletch fan uh i liked i felt you know of course saw the chevy chase films when it first came out 
And then I, I went to the library and started checking out the books and there's close to over a dozen Fletch books out there. And you've only seen a fraction of what it was. And from, you know, John Hamm actually is more what Fletch, I pictured Fletch in the book to be. And so I think it's pretty darn good casting. And the trailer looks pretty darn awesome. So I definitely, it's definitely one on my list that I'm definitely going to check out. Yeah. And you think, you figure like John Hamm seems to be that guy that's like, he made it big in TV, right? With Mad Men and everything, got everybody's attention. He's been in some movies and done some solid work, but you really feel like he's like so close to being like George Clooney, like level, like big, right? Like he just needs the right property. I don't know if Fletch is it, but I certainly agree with you, Mike. I think he's well cast in this role. And I think it could be really big for him if it's really done well. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I had gotten excited years ago when Kevin Smith actually bought the rights to the Fletch books. And he was looking at Jason Lee. And it was real. I, that was going to be a good casting, I thought. And But I think John Hamm's even better. I think this is going to be a lot of fun to see what happens. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this as well. I don't know what service it's streaming on, but I'm, I, I hope I have it. I think it's Amazon. Oh, another movie that is also streaming in November we have not brought up. We have to talk about Weird. Oh, right. The Weird Al Yankovic story. Starring, of course, Harry Potter himself, Daniel Radcliffe. So crazy. It is. It The second trailer came out for it this last week. And I'm glad he, they're not having Daniel Radcliffe sing. That's all I need to say. So it looks interesting. I think it's going to be weird. It's going to be strange. Huh. And because when you used to go see Weird Al in concert, you they showed a film that he made, you know, a mockumentary that had Paul Rudd as Weird Al. And, and it was Olivia Wilde as Madonna, I think, in it. And it was just, it was, and Patton Oswald was Dr. Demento. So this doesn't look all that different from that you know, small film that Weird Al made other than, um, you know, it has Daniel Radcliffe and I don't know who's playing. Madonna's in it, but I know they have Rain Wilson as Dr. Demento. Yeah. Which Evan Rachel just... Wood is playing Madonna. Oh, uh, wow. Yeah. Which, uh, and she looks like from the trailer and everything, she looks amazing. So, uh, this is going to be fun. You know, mm -hmm. if, this, if this is, if this is not fun, then yeah, massive fail and everybody is involved, but this is not going to be a serious, like look at the life of weird Al. It's, it's going to just be like a hoot to watch and, and a big smile on our face while we're watching the whole thing. I think yeah. I and hope. That's, and that's going to be on the Roku channel of all places. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, which is going to be odd. I'm not sure how I'm going to be able to see that, but I'm lending you my, ro my second Roku. <laughs> well, there we go. There you go. You know, that's what friends are for. So it's <laughs> trading streaming services. Trading, yep. it, that's what everybody does, my friend. That's what everybody does. Okay. I think we might have made it into December, folks. Maybe, possibly could be. So let's take a look at what's coming in December. I know the big one in December, of course, 
is those damn Avatar movies. And I, I'm not going to, I'm not planning on going to see it. It's December 16th. Well, actually, I'm going to have to see it. We're reviewing it for the podcast. So, damn it. Yeah, so, I was going to say, like, aren't we reviewing this? Yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's, we're seeing, uh, this is a movie that's been many years in the making. I don't have high hopes for it. I I probably am one of the only people on the face of the earth who did not like the first Avatar movie. You are and, not one of the only people. I'm not saying I didn't, but I know several people who don't like Avatar, the first one. Um uh so I don't think, yeah, you're not you're not going out of limb there, but um I I don't know what to think of this. Um this could go anyway. Like this could go like this could be the biggest movie ever. Or it could be a bomb. I I, I have no idea um, what to expect from this. Uh, I'm curious. I, I thought the first one was okay. Um, they are better seen on the big screen. So if you're going to see an Avatar movie, see it on the big screen. See it in 3D. See it in IMAX. Because that's what James Cameron wants you to do. He's made these movies specifically for that. So... Um, uh, I, but let's, I mean, I'm curious. I know we're not making like, you know, predictions for the fall and winter and everything, but I have to ask, what do you guys think about this? Is this going to be the biggest movie of the year? We've been waiting how many years for this? Over, uh, probably um, about over 10. And Cameron, you know, you could say what you will about him, but he always hits a home run when he comes up to plate. So, um, what what do you think? Ashley, what do you think of the Avatar movies? Yeah, I have absolutely no read on the situation exactly for the reasons that you said. I thought the first movie was fine. I remember the special effects really blew my mind when I first saw it, like going to see it in IMAX on the biggest screen possible and talking about it with all my friends like, oh man, this is an amazing story visually. I don't know how much the story holds up over time. And of course, filmmaking and special effects have come so far since then we now have movies like Endgame and the return of the star wars movies and dune all these sci-fi movies that have amazing gorgeous visuals so i'm curious to see how and what ways they might be innovating and bringing to this movie but yeah i'm not super hyped about it i don't know that i need an avatar sequel but yeah i also didn't know like why are they making another Top Gun? So I could see this being another surprise and people are just like, of course, I'm going to go to the theater to see this. So yeah, but I think it will be either, wow, this is a huge blockbuster or it's going to be a a big flop that Disney's is going to kind of sweep under the rug embarrassed. I don't think there'll be a lot of middle ground. I think this is either going to blow up huge or it's going to fall flat on its face. And I have no real guess on which way it'll go. So it'll be interesting to see. It's going to be interesting, too, because he's filming three movies right now. Yeah. It's not like he's just filming this one to see how it's doing, and then they'll decide. He's doing, you know, number two, three, and four, you know. That's boom, really boom, boom. confident. Perhaps overconfident, well, but. And Disney built a whole park, like a whole section of yeah. a park based on this franchise. So they really have a lot invested in this as well. So it's, uh, I. I don't expect it to fail, but I just am not sure exactly how, because look, James Cameron, say what you will about him, but 
he has almost always delivered. I can't think of a single movie that he made that I didn't go, wow, that was pretty fun. That was pretty interesting. Like I said, Mike, even I liked the, I thought the first Avatar was okay, but um, I, he's a he's a good filmmaker. He has been proven many, 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 many times. Um, you know, here's a guy who, you know, gave us a movie about the Titanic, which everybody knew how the ending was going to go, and yet it still became one of the biggest movies of all time. Um, I, I think, uh, uh, yeah, the, the effects, I think that is going to be a big thing when the, when the Avatar first came out, the effects were kind of still new to a lot of us, what could be done, what could be shown. So, yeah, I don't know if this one's going to be as groundbreaking as that. So maybe that <laughs> waters it down a bit. Uh, but, uh <laughs> oh, I see what you did there, Gordon. I yeah, saw what you yep. did. I, I always intend the pun. And, uh, uh, but yeah, I, I, I wouldn't count it out completely, but man, is it gotta, and plus, you know, if we're talking about the year as a whole, not a hugely strong year. I mean, sure. Um, we've got, you know, the Batman, which came out earlier and then Top Gun, who are probably like the one and two right now, but the rest of the movies that came out, there's a lot of room to come in and just blow this thing mm-hmm. apart. Right. Like, um, and this is something that I think Disney, James, and they're going to promote, like, you need to see this on the big screen. This is not something you can just wait to show up on Disney plus you need to see this and you need to see, spend a lot of money seeing this. So I I think this is going to do, I'll be surprised if it doesn't certainly win this, like the, the month, the weekend, the, 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 the season, if you will. And I don't know. I mean, it, it's it's sort of kind of coming out late, so I don't know if it'll win the year, but it could still win the year, even in, even if it's short window for the rest of the, for twenty twenty two. It would have to be doing monster numbers for it to take the year. Truthfully, I would not be surprised, though. I would not be surprised. I'm not. I wouldn't put money on it, but I if it happened, I would be like, "Yep, that's that's that. Why not?" <laughs> and there's really no competition in December. So either again, yeah. it's people are really skittish and avoiding it in Hollywood, like giving it plenty of space to make its money. Or again, like the backlog of COVID, like we're still just catching up with new properties. So, but it feels weird not to have be going to see a Star Wars movie or a Marvel movie in December. So maybe Avatar will fill that void for people. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, there's not even. I mean, there's kind of like a you know alternate programming with spoiler alert with Jim Parsons, but you know that's not anything significant. The movie that comes after out afterwards, Puss in Boots, uh, the, I guess a sequel to that uh, in the Shrek world. Um, you know that'll probably get some attention, but it's not. You know, if that if that becomes the number one movie and dethrones Avatar that that week, then you know Disney and Fox and Cameron have failed major problem. Yeah, well, but I it's... expect I expect uh, Avatar to be the number one movie for the rest of the year mm-hmm. after it's released. Yeah, I'm gonna say I don't expect that. Puss in Boots is alternate programming, also something for people to take their little kids to, especially with the holidays and everything. But I don't see it. Um, otherwise, for December, I'm seeing some, you know, Oscar nods coming mm-hmm. down and everything. Yeah, there's a lot of dramas. 
a, a ton of dramas, but that's normal. You know, you have Living with Bill Knightley. Um, you have um, the one we just were talking about before we went on the air, Whale. Um, Whale with, with Brendan Fraser, Fraser, which did really well at, uh, what did you say, Caron, right? Yeah, at uh, yeah, over the weekend it was at, I think it was the Venice Film Festival. Gotcha. And he got a standing ovation for it and everything. That's awesome. And everything. And for see Brendan get that, it was awesome. Um, then there's also, you know, limited. There's also a couple of other ones like Babylon and, you know, a few others. Because that's Olivia Wilde, Brad Pitt, Margot Robbie, and Samantha, Samara Weaving. It sounds mm-hmm. pretty interesting, too. That's about um, the silent films going and in, becoming into the talkies and everything. So... There's some there's yeah. some very interesting stuff here. So Tom Hanks is going for a second Oscar nom with the mm-hmm. man called Otto. I think I you know I wouldn't be surprised if Tom was nominated for Elvis. I know movies that are released earlier in the year don't get a lot of attention Oscar wise, but I would I I think Tom Hanks. I mean you know yeah I think Tom Hanks would be nominated for for El, his role in Elvis. Uh, but it looks like he's like not he's he's got a backup plan with yeah, this uh, smart. man called Auto movie. <laughs> Do you think um, Elvis could get nominated for Best Picture? Yes, I would like to see the young actor who played Elvis nominated for Best Actor because I had no idea he was actually doing the singing like it was that good. He did that well embodying um, what kind of performer Elvis was. I don't think they didn't acknowledge Taron Egerton for uh rocket man. Did they? No, which I feel like was a real shame. So get on that Hollywood. I feel like he, he deserves he was, a nom for the he work was, he did. He was robbed on that. Oh yeah. I was very disappointed. He, he deserved a nomination. No, but rocket man came out of, well, Elvis came out in summer, but yeah, but um, rocket man came out like, late like mid to late summer and i thought it was very misplaced it should have come out either in the late fall or something and it would have gotten more notice i think yeah like bohemian rhapsody did exactly well exactly i agree completely so those are the films that are coming out is there anything we didn't mention that you guys are interested in at home please write us feedback at earthstation1.com we definitely would love to hear from you um, any final thoughts, Mike or Ashley? No, I think there's some inter, definitely an in, shaping up to be an interesting fall. I think there are sure some sure hits, some gambles. I hope to fill in with some of those um, smaller movies and discover some new stuff as well in between the big blockbusters. Nope, definitely, Mikey. I uh, I hope that the movies that are you know the big tentpole movies like Black Adam and Black Panther and Avatar. I hope they're solid and good and and bring help bring people back to the theater. And I hope that a lot of these little movies that we're looking at that are original movies, um, I hope they are pretty good as well. And then, then, you know, we can take a look at maybe 2023, 20, getting people more back into the movies and seeing really good movies. Because overall, this year has been you know a kind of mostly down or meh year Mm -hmm. like i think there's been some highlights for sure but even those highlights don't don't scream like major major like 
great films, I should say. Uh, they're just like the best of the lot, really, as opposed to being like an exceptional movie that'll be timeless for future generations. Um, I don't see anything at the in in this sort of landscape that we're looking at now, fall or winter, to be that kind of big movie either. Um, I mean, obviously, Avatar is setting itself up that it wants to be. But, um, you know, I, I hope that there's some solid performances, some really good stories, uh, really good. Uh, yeah. And really original stuff that comes out um, so that, you know, next year um, looks a lot different and people are more comfortable going to the movies and more interested in going to the movies because of what's being on, on the screen. It's going to be interesting. And we'll also really see if Wakanda forever, if it, you know, if we get Marvel burnout. If, you know, if it does not do well, it's going to do well, you know, but if it doesn't blow the roof off, we might start seeing that this is the beginning of Marvel burnout a little bit. And maybe Marvel might need to start maybe thinking about spacing things out a little bit more. Well, um, we have yet to see what they're going to announce in D23. Oh, gosh. But from, what, <laughs> but from from what Kevin Feige presented to us in San Diego they are not putting on the brakes anytime soon. In fact, he's putting the pedal to the metal and we are going full bore. So uh, I don't expect that that policy is going to change anytime soon, but we'll see. I mean, certainly if Black Panther underperforms, then maybe Disney and everybody will call things into question and maybe that'll be an issue. But but right now, they do not have any uh, thoughts of, of slowing down. I think that's totally fair. I totally fair. All right, kids, let's take a quick break and we will be back and we are going to close up the show. Welcome to A Geek Girl's Take. I'm your host, Angela, and this week, this geek girl is talking about the casting rumors that are coming out of the Marvel Universe for Phase 5 right now. So, I'm sure we'll get a lot of news coming out of D23 in a couple weeks about Marvel and probably Star Wars, too, since it seems Disney wanted to wait to do a lot of their announcements at D23 instead of San Diego Comic-Con this year because it feels like D23 is becoming their big announcement convention since it is their big trade show. However, we have been getting a lot of buzz about some actors who are possibly joining the Marvel Universe, but we don't have any real info on if they are and who they're playing or what project they'll be part of. So it's been a lot of fun to kind of play that, you know, who are they going to play? What are they going to be in? Type games. First off, we have Henry Cavill, who is joining the Marvel Universe. We don't know who he's playing, but he has been spotted on the set of Loki Season 2. And I have so many thoughts on who he could be playing, but I'll keep those to myself for now because I don't want to possibly be right and then spoil it. Next up, we have my favorite of the casting leaks, John Boyega. I am so excited for this since he is such a fantastic actor and I cannot wait to see who he will be playing because I know he'll knock it out of the park since he has done some amazing acting jobs and just everything you see him in, he is fantastic. Again, if you have not seen Attack the Block, you need to go watch it because he is awesome in it. 
We also got a rumor that Denzel Washington might be joining the MCU. No idea what he will be in or who he will be playing, but this right here is fantastic. Denzel is a legend and such an amazing actor, and I cannot wait to see who and what he will be in for the Marvel Universe. I have thoughts. It's basically this giant web of theories that I've thrown out there for Phase 5, but I'm really excited to see who he will be. Now, this rumor's been going around for a while, and supposedly he is in talks with Marvel, Marvel Cinematic Universe. Giancarlo Esposito, who is supposedly in talks about something X-Men, no idea what these rumors are, but I want to see this man play Mr. Sinister so bad, because he would be amazing and terrifying, but again, who knows what he's going to be playing at this point, or if they're just trying to like distract us with saying it's something X-Men. Also, supposedly, John Krasinski has been rumored to be playing someone else in the Marvel Universe that's not Reed Richards. I may cry in this case if it is true, because he is amazingly perfect for Reed Richards, as we saw in the last Doctor Strange movie, and I desperately want him to play Reed Richards. <laughs> so I really hope this rumor is not true. Or, I hope that if they start the movie where they're younger and then go older they change into him playing. But who knows? Like, I, I just want him to play Reed Richards. Well, thanks for listening to A Geek Girl's Take. What will I talk about next week? You're going to have to listen to find out. Hey, you know how you don't have any friends? It's fine. The Flopcast will be your friend. Your weird podcast friend. Join us on The Flopcast every week for a silly conversation about cartoons, music, comic books, chickens, and obscure 80s pop culture trivia that no one, literally no one, could possibly care about. Find us at Flopcast.net and on the ESO Network. It'll be our little secret. So that's going to wrap up another episode of the Earth Station One podcast. I want to thank Ashley for being here tonight. Oh, thank you. It's always fun to talk about the movies of the summer to wrap that up and also to look forward to all the good stuff, hopefully coming out in fall. It's, it's awesome. And I just hope it gets people out to the movies and gets to see stuff that's maybe just like we said earlier not sequels or not prequels or not connected to a tv show or something it, there's plenty to see folks there really really is and quality stuff and we barely touched the surface of what's being released there are a ton of horror movies coming in october mm -hmm. to celebrate halloween uh there's tons of dramas there's tons of independent films you know, we could only do so long of a show, as we like to say. <laughs> so, you know, definitely check it out. It's definitely worth it. Anything you want to shout out about, Ashley? Yeah, um, just I will be blogging my way, as always, through the upcoming fall um, movies and TV. But I also want to give a quick shout out to a story that I did a review on recently. It's a book, actually, called uh, Star Wars shadow of the sith and i listened to this book as an audiobook and it was a really great it felt like a cinematic listening experience they have special effects and uh, music from the movies that are brought into this but this is basically bridging the gap between return of the jedi and the star wars sequel trilogy so some of the things going on behind the scenes with palpatine 
Luke ex- starting to explore the Force, but I just really enjoy it. Um, I love the original trilogy. I love the sequel trilogy. I know some parts of the sequel trilogy were a bit controversial. So if you're someone that didn't necessarily enjoy those stories, I really recommend that you um, check out this book because it really bridges the gap between those movies and answers a lot of questions and solves a lot of mysteries, but it was great as an audio book was a really good uh, listening experience. So I would recommend checking that out. That's awesome. Definitely would definitely star Wars books are a ton of fun and it opens a whole new universe to the star Wars, you know, and it's pretty cool to see and goes into a lot of depth with a lot of the characters and everything. It's pretty cool stuff. Thanks for doing that, Ashley. And thank you always for the movie reviews you do, too. You're you're most welcome. And Mr. Mike Gordon, we've made it to the end, my friend. We did. And as always, it's my pleasure. I'm glad my voice made it to the end as well. I was about to thank your voice for sticking it out with us tonight. Yeah, yeah. Um, Anything my shout out is, is, is totally related to my voice and that's, uh, Dragon Con. Um, Dragon Con this year was, uh, I was probably most like as ill prepared for Dragon Con as I've ever been. Um, it was a struggle a lot of times for me physically, emotionally, et cetera, et cetera. But, uh, but overall, uh, it was a great time, especially, uh, seeing so many familiar faces some that I haven't seen for a year because of last right, you know, since last Dragon Con and some folks that I haven't seen probably for three or four years, you know, because they just haven't, you know, you know, we're still trying to meet up after pandemic season. Um, so, uh, but the panels that I was on, I appreciate all the, uh, the uh, faith that the track directors have in, in me to uh, perform on, on stage, so to speak. Um, so I, I appreciate that, uh, so much and everybody who came and attended to those panels. Um, there's too many people to name here, um, as far as, uh, people that I really appreciate seeing and, and interacting with. Um, but, uh, I will say that I sold out of all the copies of Tiki Zombie that I brought. So, um, uh, very much thanks to everybody who came by the table and supported me in that way as well. Um, and, uh, yeah, whoever gave me the con cred, thanks for that too. Um, not really, but, um, uh, yeah. So until the next one, I am, uh, going to start preparing as soon as I recover from this one. Dude, that's awesome. That is awesome. People are already planning for Dragon Con 2023. It's right around the corner, folks. What do we say? It's never too early to plan. For yeah, exactly. Day. People are already starting to work on their new cosplay as we speak. I know some people are going as the flooded carpet of the Hilton, so <laughs> it's okay. Now they're just one more cult, right? Exactly. That's what Dragon Con's all about. Uh, a couple different things I want to shout out about. First thing I'm going to shout out about is a book I just finished reading over the weekend because I was doing it for resource. If you get a chance, read Neil Gaiman's Sandman, book one. Amazing, folks. Um, and it was awesome because st- I started it when we were flying down to Florida last week. And I was Judy has never read the book, but she's watched the miniseries with me. And so I was showing her, and she's wait, I know that character. I know that character. I know who that is. It's like, is that what that character looks like? So it was pretty cool. And it literally, book one almost does the whole series that we saw on Netflix. So 
it's pretty cool to be able to see and to be able to meet the Corinthian and death and Lucifer. And of course our friend himself, Mr. Dream. And so it's pretty awesome. We get a lot of fun in it and definitely check it out, folks. It is, if you get a chance, you can pick it up at your local bookstore, comic shop, Amazon, wherever you want. We don't get money for them anymore. So we're just going <laughs> to promote whoever. <laughs> so definitely check it out. Also wanted to thank everybody who we saw over the weekend. Thanks to everyone who came to the 10th anniversary panel of the ESO Network. We had a blast talking all about how we so much fun. How we accidentally formed a podcast network. And we also had a chance to be able to talk about, you know, the do's and don'ts about it and everything. We had a great Earth Station One panel for um, talking about Blade Runner because it's celebrating the 40th anniversary. And it's weird. Blade Runner takes place in the year 2019, folks. That's food for thought right there. And it's still relevant today, which is even better. We also had an Earth Station Who panel where we talked all about the 13th Doctor era, but it all turned into a big Chibnall bash, so it was even better. So always great to do that. And you know what? It was great to hang out with Mary and Barbara. It's great to hang out with Mike Gordon, my podcast partner for many years now. And, of course, Judy and everyone else we got to see. We saw Kevin. We also got to see Joe Crow and, you know, too many people that, you know, we could spend hours and it would start sounding like romper room. And it would yeah. be like, and we saw this person and this person and this person. But I did want to give a huge shout out. The con ended on a perfect way for me last night. Um, I was in a panel till 3.30 on Monday yesterday. And it was a panel for the film festival and media team. And... I was, it was a whole brand new panel and track that I had never done anything with. And it was pretty awesome. We were talking about, um, media and genre TV and movies and such this year. And it was a great, great discussion and it was a great talk. But at the very end of the panel, after it was ending, I was starting to clean up. This young lady walked up to me and she looked at me and said, thank you. And I said, what for the panel? She said, thank you for ESO. And I said, wow. And she says, I listened to the Dragon Con report. And of course, I listened to the mothership. And I love listening to you guys weekly. And it made me like my head grew like five times, you know, and it was it was awesome. Kind of like, you know, the Grinch's heart growing. My my head grew and my ego grew. I left. I actually left Dragon Con because I was kind of frustrated with a lot of things about the con this year. But I was. I left the con with a huge smile because of that. It lifted my spirits and it gave me hope and, you know, makes me realize we're getting out to you guys. And that's pretty darn awesome. And we appreciate you guys more than you could ever guess. Haven't seen people over the weekend with Dragon Con Report t-shirts. See, I saw two ESO t-shirts. I saw a couple of our other podcast shows, um, t-shirts and stuff that we sold through our T public store. And you know what, folks, thank you for everything. We do appreciate it. And over the weekend, we got a new $2, uh, patron. So thank you. Thank you. Even more so that helps support the network. So it is pretty darn awesome. And speaking of supporting us, we will be back again next week because you know what? We're going to give you another one. And guess what? 
Ashley is picking the movie this week for the next week's show. We are going to be talking all about, get this folks, Moonstruck, Nicolas Cage, and Cher, folks. This is going to be a fun one to talk about. Have you watched it, Ashley? I have not. Just had some kind of life stuff interfere the past couple of weeks. So all that has cleared up. So now I'm excited to looking forward to settling in this weekend and watching this movie for the very first time. You're going to, I really hope you fall in love with it. It is an amazing, amazing film. And so I've never gonna, seen it. You've never seen it, Mikey? I've never seen it. So it's an Academy Award winner, dude. Come on. I haven't seen all the Academy Award winners. That's for sure. So. Oh, dude, you're killing me here. So we're going to be talking all about that. We've got a great show. We'll have a new victim in the geek seat next week. So it's going to be a ton of fun. But as, as always, thanks for listening to the Earth Station One podcast. We're powered by NSC. You can find them at nsclivetv.com. Remember, you could also find Earth Station One wherever fine podcasts are found. Please subscribe and tell all your friends about us. On behalf of myself, Mike Faber, Mr. Mike Gordon, and Ashley Pauls, thanks again and for listening, and we will see you here next time on Earth Station One. Stay safe, hug your loved ones, and you know what? It's fall is right around the corner, folks. The leaves are going to start changing, and there's going to be a ton of great things to do outdoors. Enjoy it, and maybe go see a movie or two. Until next time, we'll see you here on Earth Station One. Peace, and we are done. You've been listening to the Earth Station One podcast, a show by fans for fans. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe to our show up on iTunes or wherever fine podcasts are found. While you're up there, please rate us and remember to leave feedback. It would greatly be appreciated. And remember to tell your friends all about us while you're at it. Earth Station One is available on most social media sites where you can join some really great topics or chats. Help support our show by shopping through our Amazon.com link or purchasing very cool ESO Network clothing and merchandise at our Tee Public store. Links to both are found on the top of our ESO Network webpage. Become a patron of the ESO Network by backing us up on Patreon for as little as 25 cents a week. Go to patreon.com slash ESO Network to sign up. We want to hear from you. Please write us at EarthStation1 at ESONetwork.com or call us at 404-963-9057. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time here on the EarthStation1 podcast. Peace, and we're done. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.